0: Well, hello, Quarantina Aguilera.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So subscribers, you may notice a difference in audio quality in this uh, episode, and that's because uh, our poor little JJ has tested positive for COVID, but please uh, um, leave everyone of their immediate concern.
1: I mean, I am dying, but slower than that. (laughs) Um, no, I, yeah, I'm boosted and vaccinated, so I'm faring pretty well. I think the most of my, I'm on, what, I think I'm on day four. Uh, of my quarantine so far, and I think I just had a fever. Perhaps it, it maybe was just me being sluggish and kind of tired from also just lying down and watching, you know, YouTube videos for too long of a stretch. Probably, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm just like a little sluggish from doing nothing. So I'm gonna go on a walk today. I realized I should have been doing that every day, but I neglected to walk until now.
0: Oh yeah, it's a great day to go out for a walk. It's about 17 degrees below zero. Um and windy i'll
1: just do a lap on the roof and then i'll come back down that'll be enough sometimes. and max fucking
0: loves the cold so he heard his name so we go outside and he's just like let's hang out forever and i'm like daddy is frozen we need to get inside oh man
1: yeah that's rough
0: so how have you been handling your so you you don't really have many symptoms you i assume you had the at-home test and then you had a pcr I did. I did both at the
1: same time, actually. And so I got a double. uh, I guess it doesn't say negative. It says, um, what does it say? It says like it tests for antigens and it says, uh, I forget what it is, but it doesn't say positive. It just says, you've got it. Um, But yeah, I did them both at the same time and uh, did it on a whim because I was asymptomatic, not on a whim, but being asymptomatic, I just try to make sure that I'm tested regularly and uh it'd been about two weeks since my last one and considering like post-holiday travel and la 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 I was really lucky that I didn't get it during the holidays mm. um I think that's like my main uh gratitude part of the whole situation if I had to pick something but uh yeah I got it post-holidays so it was after things had settled down I guess I was you know I I did kind of like Hang out without as much abandon. I wasn't really thinking about getting it. And I thought all of my friends got it during the holidays. I was pretty sure, too.
0: Well, that's another thing. During the holidays, like that last... The week between Christmas and New Year and then the week after New Year, I think I'm... If I had to count, I would say I knew at least 12, 13 people that had it during that time. Um, it was crazy. Like, it was way... I, more. More people were infected with COVID those two weeks that I knew personally than at any point during the pandemic
1: 100 and we're testing you know pretty frequently i think a lot of jobs are requiring testing daily and stuff so i think it probably reflects that as much as it also reflects how incredibly contagious it was mm-hmm. but um yeah i don't know i got super um I almost thought that I wasn't lucky, but I thought that maybe I was incubating whenever I was with my family, which was super scary Mm -hmm. because I got a PCR before my flight to go hang out with my uh, parents and my brother, my sister-in-law and my new niece. And I got the PCR the day before and it was negative, which was great. And while I was in Kansas with them, I got texts from four of my friends who I'd seen like the day of my PCR tests. Yeah. we're all saying that oh no no i'm positive now i'm positive now i'm positive now so like fuck i just like was in my incubation period didn't test positive and i'm gonna i have it and i have it right now and i'm nervous and la 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 and uh, luckily everyone's vaccinated and so it kind of was a non-issue of like oh well i think you know whatever like let's just not panic until we know we need to panic i guess and then i got back to new york and had uh, i think one negative test before this recent positive so I guess I wasn't incubating and now I'm positive. So anyway, the numbers check out well. The dates look fine. So I'm not nervous about my family or anything. And good, it's sort of best case scenario. I'm just missing out on like, I don't know, the typical fear of missing out of like just hanging out with friends. People watched Drag Race the other night and I wasn't there and that kind of shenanigan. But I don't know, it's not that bad. I'm just doing the bedroom party thing, smoking a lot of weed and YouTube and, and Netflix. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've been... You know, as far as I know, I haven't gotten it or had it, and I haven't had any reason to. Well, I had a, I did a at home test because someone I hung out with um I was exposed, so I like did the test and was negative, so I was fine. But um, I I have just been taking this month. Obviously, I still wear my mask everywhere you're supposed to wear your mask, and well, I'll talk about one thing about that in a second. Um, but I've just I curtailed my like for the last month. I haven't gone to like a bar or. Um, I'm just like you know I don't need to do that right now I can just take off for January it's fine But uh, let me tell you No one No one other than me Is wearing a mask at CrossFit And it's oh. deeply disturbing And they all look at me like I'm a freak Like I walk in wearing the mask everyone's like the fuck you
1: doing It's like the fuck you doing well, And did you not listen to the news yeah. yeah of course my brain We just observe things so opposite I think sometimes because I think people looking like that sometimes are like, oh shit, do I need to be doing that or what? Like, you know, if they make a face uh, well, you're right, you're in your right brain, you. like, you know, you don't know if they're just accusatory. If they're like, ugh, idiot. Like, you don't know, but maybe. I don't know. It's also, I can't. It's probably I, a mix I, I of give, both. It's probably Right. I both. give everyone too much credit and that, mm. that could be part of it maybe. But yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I kind of feel you to the extent that I think it's stupid that people can even begin to shame people for taking precautions. Right. But I also like, I've gone to a couple of Broadway shows and I yeah. have gone to grab a drink afterwards. And sometimes it's been indoors and I don't know, I have been kind of loose on it just, I guess with the security of thinking that my friends have gotten it already and thinking, you know, I won't, well, obviously I got it somewhere. So it could have been at the bar for sure. And I had the thing of texting all the boys that I'd hung out with, whether they were my friends and a lot of them were like, no, 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 I already had it. We're fine. Or like this, a one guy that I was like hanging out with. And at the bar, there was a couple people that I talked to. And so I texted each of them that I got their numbers or like Instagram number or whatever. And, um, it felt very much like being like, Hey, I just got my STI screening back and I, you need right. to go get tested. It felt the same, but different.
0: <laughs> right. Right. We're, we're used to this sort of thing. Um, I, uh, I did not curtail my, you know, hooking up. Uh, I, I did continue and do continue to do that. I guess the only other thing that's like not high risk, but just like I, I did go to the movies a couple times. Hmm. Uh, what I, did you what see? I What didn't I see? Uh, I, didn't I, see? Uh, I saw the new Spider-Man, which was really good. Hmm um and so much so that when i came home because i hadn't seen the previous ones and so then i came home and watched the other two cuz was like oh okay
1: got you i was going to say i'm not up to date so i don't know okay. if i'd catch it but i know they're good i just yeah. don't i'm not up to date
0: the first two are the first one's good the second one's fine the, this third one that was in, that's breaking all the records right now is so good it's oh, really, fine really good. um and then i watched what did i see oh licorice pizza was one of the worst movies i've ever seen I don't want
1: to hear about it yet. Cause I want to watch it on my own. I, you either love Paul Thomas Anderson or you hate them usually. Um, do you have opinions about his other movies? Did you watch Magnolia or? Hated Magnolia liked there will be blood. Okay. I enjoyed Magnolia even whenever it pissed me off, but uh, yeah. Okay. I feel it. I'm going to watch it on my own though. Cause I need to like, Okay, I always I have to have, have like this anymore. I almost don't like to watch trailers because that's how much of a, well, the trailer had sold me. I th- I was expecting
0: something else, and then I watched this movie and was like, the fuck am I watching? See, um, maybe
1: expectations. Maybe if they were different. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Speaking of, uh, so movies and, like, hooking up, I'm breaking... You're talking to me in the few hours before I'm about to break a big rule of mine. Uh-oh. In, in hooking up? <laughs> um... I have a big rule of like don't shit where you eat. Uh oh. One of the places that I consider a place that I eat would be my gym. Oh. And I'm about to hook up with someone from my CrossFit class this evening. There are other gyms.
1: I think that's like an well, easy, you know, but it's
0: for you to eat. It's different because this is like a like I go to the noon class. Yeah. Like it's a class, you know, and I go and this and that. And so like I'm going to have to continue to see this person. So hopefully it goes well.
2: Well,
1: yeah. Uh, it sounds like it has to be a calculated risk, though. Apparently you've already sized up if this person's hot enough to risk it, and it sounds like they're hot enough.
0: Yes, though I am I am I am going outside of my normal uh he pursued me on he saw me on Grinder and pursued me quite hard. Like after class, immediately uh-huh. get all Okay, got it. Right. And then it had been going on, like, he'd been just, oh, just being light and chatty and whatever for weeks. And then finally it was like, I knew what he, I, we, I mean, we're talking on Grinder, like, it's obviously where, where you want this to go. But I wasn't pushing. I was, like, keeping it light and whatever. Oh, and, but you, you know, know,
1: that's so sexy when they don't push. Whenever right. someone's not eager, I'm like, oh wait, wait, talk to me more.
0: Well, now he's very eager. And, uh, like, I'm doing the full... Top daddy fantasy for him tonight.
1: Ooh, I know
0: it's totally like well, it's not outside my goal. You know, it's a special event. It's not. It's not a normal a normal thing for me. Maybe but,
1: this can spin into why shitting like if you do shit where you eat, play a character. <laughs> I don't know. Um, right, <laughs> right. Put on it. Wear a hat. You know, just
0: me. <laughs> so it's 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 gonna be. I, I can't wait to tell you about it tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be. Interesting. Uh, uh, hopefully, it does not. Because I, I just because when I was t- when he was, you know, suggesting that we hooked up, I was like, you know, I usually don't. Because you know, we're in class together every day. I don't want to make it weird. And he's like, oh, it wouldn't be weird for me. And I'm just very into you. And blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. I just have a habit of a att- I I attract crazy. Yeah. And he was like, well, what do you think would happen? I was like, well, it based on my like past, what would happen is we would hook up and either have a bad time or an okay time. And not want to do it again. And then you would, I don't know, try to get a piece of my hair to to cast a spell. Or I don't know. You would follow me. Like, you would catfish me through six accounts. You would, I don't know. Like, but you'd be outside my house. Like, like I attract this energy from people sometimes. And that's my worst case scenario. He's you like, told
1: probably. him that you were afraid that he was going be- <laughs> to.
0: I was doing it in a very, jo- like, light, jovial way. but But, but. Oh, sure.
1: Guess. Okay, okay. I can imagine you'd need a layer of humor in order...
0: Right, right, right. I, like, I baked it into a funny conversation. Uh, I did, like, the rule of three. I was like, well,
1: you know, it'd be weird to
0: make eye contact or it'd be weird if you, like, you know uh something something and i was like or and then it was like or if you know <laughs> you you cast a hex and then uh, uh hired a private investigator you know I yeah, yeah, for yeah, to yeah. make yeah. it funny but seriously i'm worried about the crazy side of it because that happens
1: to me i'm only laughing because it i don't know in in some kind of like retrospect it is you know you only develop that kind of worry whenever it has happened a number of times
0: right right i'm not you're not paranoid if they're actually after you
1: no <laughs> and of course there's like the other thing of like Well, if this keeps happening to me, am I the problem? But this is all stuff that not like that. You can't be responsible for that anyway.
0: No. So we'll see how this goes uh, and if it will be a continuing thing or not. Um, But yeah, I'm breaking my rule. Cause I had to admit, cause when he was when he found me on Grinder and started messaging me, I was like, God damn it, he's that one in class I'm always looking at because he is cute. Like I I I had a thing for him, just a sexual thing, like like from the beginning. So I like if it were anyone other than him, I probably wouldn't have even answered, and I just would have moved on. But it was like, oh, it's the it's the one guy that I think is cute in class, and he's the one who's messaging me. Oh, I, like, oh.
1: I also that has to make okay. I don't know anything about gyms because I've been like a couple times, but. <laughs> Is it, like, horny? Because there's pheromones and sweat in the air. uh,
0: Well, it's also, I mean, if it's a class with a bunch of gay people, there's always an amount of horniness. Now, that's funny, because on the other side of it, there's this guy. He was only ever in one class, and thank God he didn't show up again. But he was a gay, and he was one of those that, like, he needed everyone to know at all times during the workout. Now, my, this is a class. Like, this isn't social time. Like, this is like we're, we're doing things at timed intervals and blah, blah, blah. And just any time he could say, like, if someone bent over to do something, tell, tell me you're a bottom without telling me you're a bottom. And he was just like constantly just, he was on. He was on the whole time. And he started coming over and mansplaining exercises to me. And I put my hand up and was like, thank you. <laughs> God. Thank you. Like oh, man. I, we don't, I don't need this, and I don't want yeah. this. So yeah. it, it wasn't him. Um, but uh, yeah, there's always a little bit, especially if there's gays. There's always a little bit of flirty energy for sure. But there's also just a lot of straight bros in there too. So you never
1: know. You never know. True. Damn. Okay. I kind of maybe no. I'm not going to the gym. I don't know what I'm contemplating. It's not going to happen. I was just going to have fun saying that I might. Anyway
0: uh i think there's like you would do well i think you would enjoy a oh what's it called is it like mark fisher fitness it's like the one that all the Broadway boys use. Oh yes.
1: Like, I'm sorry. I am familiar with that. I have heard work, that.
0: Work out like a unicorn or something. Okay. Like, yeah. No, but it's one of those where it's like there's a lot of like everyone's in hot pants and, and makeup and having a great time. Like it's like,
1: let's have fun at the gym. I mean, I could even I think I could do a regular class too eventually. It's just if everything else was aligned and that's kind of like asking too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um Max is like Oh, I didn't even get to tell you the story about Max, which is we were in the ER the other night. <gasps> I saw stuff on Instagram. But he I haven't been able to, he's healing, so I haven't been able to give him as many walks. So his energy levels through the fucking roof. Oh. And he's just like doing laps around the apartment right now. It's, all right,
1: all right. I feel you. Anyway. That's me. That's me right now. Feeling right,
0: Well, I'm gonna get up and do a lap around the apartment while we take a break, and we'll be back for a segment two of our quarantine special. <laughs> So the technical ability to do the swipey segment uh, is fraught. I think. I mean, I think I could share my screen and we could do like Tinder on desktop. But I, uh, I, I was thinking instead I could up give you the latest update in matchmaking adventures. I would be happy to hear about it. So where we last left our protagonist. Um, I had the, you know, the one date that was successful, but then he wanted to go back to an ex-boyfriend or something. And then the second date, um, Mr. Two-and-a-half-men, uh, Gi- Giuliani was my favorite mayor, uh, law and order, you know, dude. So at the time that we, I last gave you the update, I had, you know, date three was on the, you know, uh, suitor three was on the way. So this was set up... Um, so this was another one where this person was not in my matchmaker's network. It was sort of like a network-to-network recommendation. It was someone, another matchmaker that she knows, and it was like, oh, I think this person, because, you know, people, that that community kind of networks as well. So it was like, a, you know, someone that she hadn't vetted, but she liked the other matchmaker and, and knew, you know. Do you get was, a discount? At- <laughs> No, but it was sort of like, like in sort of just like, oh, well I work with this person all the time and we always have great matches together. Like, you know, I trust this person, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. So they set it up for, I think it was right before Christmas is when we had the date. And the first off, the venue they chose was a place, it it shared a name like, it was like a library bar or book bar, it had something to do with books. And so I, I get there And it's, I can't find it. Like I'm looking at the address and I can't find this thing. And I look and see that it's, there's a hotel that's got a whole bunch of like library books in it. And I walk in thinking like, oh, maybe it's the hotel bar. And then it's like, it's on like their 14th floor, like in the hotel. I'm like, okay. So I go up there and it's very much like a, this is for hotel guests bar. Like it, it doesn't feel very commercial. It feels a little more like homey. Like all the seats are like like house seats. Like you feel like you're in someone's living room. Cute. And so I I guess, but it's also just like I I don't. No one's like the chairs don't face each other. So you're just like I'm like sitting when he eventually gets there, I'm like sitting next to him. It's just like it's weird. It's like this is a weird vibe. This isn't this isn't this ain't it. Yeah. So I get up there. And it's always like a hotel place is always a little like too like the staff is always a little too um official well let me let me make sure I escort you to your table and I say like, can we all just just point just let's all just chill out it was there everyone was very like hyper like it was it was a scene it was very like when you go to um the press lounge have you ever been to the press lounge it's in the ink 40 whatever hotel on 11th it's like 48th and 11th. No. And they're always like it's like a Tuesday night and like you're going up to their rooftop bar and like do you have a reservation? It's like no and no one does. Just open the <laughs> fucking elevator. And then you go up there and there's no one up there. It's like Right. It's like that. Or it's like when you go to a restaurant that's like oh I'm sorry we're all booked for the evening and there's no one there. It's Is like, that the place um, that
1: says New Yorker on the top of it? No. What's there's a place that has the, the red. It's like kind of in Lincoln Center. Anyway, that uh, no, that's the Empire. The uh, Empire. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I've been to that been where where they're like, do you have a reservation? And then no one It's like, but there. it's a, you know what the vibe I'm
0: talking about is. Yes, it just, yes, it feels very
1: like everyone's, it's very corporate. You yeah.
0: Know? Just, sure. you know so anyway, get there. Eight o'clock is our date. Uh, all I know about this person is he's a little older. I think he's like late 40s, early 50s, which is fine for me. And yeah, medical, professional, and also artistic. So to them, to my matchmaker, it's like left brain, right brain, like perfect for you, yada, yada. Nice. So, um, Get there. He's not there yet. I order a drink. I think a good 15 minutes pass. And I'm like, well, I think I'm being stood up. But that's fine. I'm at least going to have this. But the drink hadn't shown up yet. I was like, I'm going to have this drink. I'll check my Instagram.
1: Oh, you just ordered the drink. It wasn't like your drink was also taking a long time.
0: No, 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 no. I just ordered. I was like, I'll just order this drink and hang out. and then Because I, I came all the way into the city for this. So, like, fine. hmm So then he arrives, and like the elevator, I see the elevator doors open. I'm always keeping like an eye out. And when he walks in, I get the suspicion that this is him, especially from the way he's like talking to the host. This and he turns around to walk my direction. And my first thought is, Oh, fuck. If I had not already ordered this drink, I would have just left. It's, it's, I am thinking the fuck are you thinking that this is a match uh. and i don't mean need to be an asshole and i don't mean cuz i have all sorts of types and i like all sorts of things but this was like this guy was not it and not not and anybody who's reviewing like a portfolio is like i don't who saw this together? Who saw me with this person?
1: I mean, I was suspicious when I came to the politics last time. The fact that you, they didn't—well, he was they, at least handsome.
0: Know. Yeah, he was at least a good-looking guy. Okay, uh, got it.
1: All right, uh, I see where the hierarchy of uh, needs are.
0: No, no, that's not the hierarchy of needs. But like, this was this was again. It wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even close to the ballpark. And my ballpark's pretty. Like, I have a pretty. I'm not superficial generally. I have a nice sense
1: of of types and different likes thing is since it's so cold and icy outside you're going to bonk your head and then he's going to be super handsome and you'll fall in love with him and then the spell will wear off like i feel like it's got to be one of those if is it just a physical thing like it's just so
0: as he walks over i'm thinking to myself oh fuck and i'm like okay well well jack Mm -hmm. maybe there's such a connection that this initial, you know, first impression of, of just looks alone won't matter. And it's like you're gonna get along great. And maybe it will be something romantic and maybe it won't. Maybe it's just gonna be so dazzling in personality that like this you you see the the beauty within. Yeah. Like, I'm, still, you know, uh, thinking, I'm thinking like, let's leave it up to, to a possibility. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty. Um, if I'm trying to give the subscribers like to give you a visual. He looked like Voldemort.
1: Okay. Snake nose included. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the hand he's been dealt. So I kind of want to. Right. Yeah. So he comes
0: up and he sits down. And. He is immediately weird. Weird strange some sort of social disorder something social cues are off something's weird Weird laugh one of those laughs where it's too loud and it's just like oh god are people looking at us like like and i'm being polite and kind and nice he is a real thing for acapella groups and he wants me to watch a lot of videos on his phone of them mm-hmm. it's real weird um Apparently he so he's a therapist, and the reason he was late is he was uh he was just coming from work, which also it's like to do something like this, like maybe make the time, you know, maybe don't just like bookend it to something that you're running from like we're both paying money for this, you know, maybe don't just wander in fifteen minutes late. um I don't know what happened at work. It was weird. Uh, he 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 doesn't he doesn't drink either. So I'm the only one drinking, which is fine. I don't drink a lot. That's fine. I don't care about that. But when I said I was like, oh, um, are you? Did you just choose not to? Or Are you like sober sober? And he was like, no, no, I choose not to because I just really love to go out to dance, and I feel like when I drink, I don't perform as well. Oh, but I'm like, but,
1: but that's but the opposite
0: I'm... for most of us. Right. But also like, so you go out. So I was like, oh, do you like dance like like professionally? Like you do like a, a dance? And he's like, no, 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 no. I just like go out. But like, I want to make sure I'm like, I'm doing a good job. I'm like, sure. I mean, I, wait, 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 no, don't sure that. What does that? What does that mean? I want to make sure I'm, I'm, perfor- I'm dancing well, like at a
1: club. I mean, I know what dancing poorly at a club feels like, or like <clears throat> feeling like, oh, God, I'm not loose enough to dance and feel comfortable.
0: But think of the person who j- yeah. goes to a dance club to be seen as a good dancer and's not drinking.
1: I, okay, so it's one a, version a, of that is like a professional dancer. Not who, And he's not. We already cleared that. Right. And then the other view is someone who. Thinks it might be a social currency, perhaps.
0: Right. So he's talking about all this and I'm just, I just, I'm doing everything I can to not let my face betray my thoughts. And and I was like, oh, okay. It was, do you, you know, go out and dance a lot? Yeah. And that's the only reason why I'm doing this service because that's how I always met people. And, you know, there's no, you can't really dance in the pandemic right now. And I'm like, okay, we're saying the word dance a lot. Uh, and then I was like, well, what else do you do? And he's like, oh, well, I'm a real pool junkie, and I love to go to the pool halls. And I'm just like,
1: why am I here? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Yes. I'm not mad at this person No, at all. no. No. And I, I mean, he was perfectly nuts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I'm saying- My gripe right now is the fact that they apparently their matchmaking is just whoever has shelled out the cash will try to put you up together, which is now
0: what I'm starting to feel like. And I got on the because you have your your afterwards phone call and I got on the phone call with her and I was like, hey, so this was a swing and a miss and it was a big miss. And I don't know why you put us together. Like I said, I was like, I wanted to leave while he was walking up to the table. I was like, the energy I got was bad. I was not physically attracted to him in any way. Uh, I don't know, I cannot imagine why anyone would see this man's submission and think, oh, perfect for Jack. Right. So I said, look, I feel like And it's also because of some of the conversations the matchmaker and I have had. I was like, I feel like you are matching me with people mostly based on are they left brain, right brain? Do they have like an academic side and a business side? And do they have an artistic side? And that seems to be the thing that is like, oh, these people will have something to talk about and have a good yada yada. Um, That's not it. That's not – that's not – that's not – that's nice but like that's not the thing you should be asking or the thing you should be connecting us on. It's like the thing you should be connecting us on is why are you doing this? And the answer as to why you're doing this that is a good match for me is an answer similar to my own, which is I do not have any problems getting a date. If I want to have a date, I can have a date. It's very easy. I am looking for a particular type of person for someone whom I find very impressive is, you know, ambitious and career driven, but also has a sense of fun. Um, who's just so probably involved in, you know, running their business or getting their shit together that they don't, you know, they're not a bar club, social event kind of person. So they don't meet a lot of people and they're trying to meet someone like them. That's What we should be connecting on, not whether we both have a side of us that's academic and a side of us that's artistic. That – you need to find me that person because we can have different interests. We can like different things. You know, that's fine. I don't think I've ever dated someone with my music taste. I don't think I've ever dated someone with – who was, like, a performer as well. Like, that doesn't need to be a thing. It just needs to be – like, so don't connect us on that, connect us on this other thing because I was like, I can tell you why the other two. I was like, because I ask on every date, and they usually don't have a very satisfying answer, or at least don't have an answer because they didn't think about it. The first guy was like, "Oh well, my friend it runs her own matchmaking thing," so I thought, "Oh, why not?" So to him, it was just a whim. To the other, it was clear that um, you are very, 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 very attractive, but your political views are so abhorrent that I imagine you have a hard time finding anybody who wants to act, date you in New York. Let a, you know, fuck you. Yes, date you. No. So <laughs> I assume that Max. I assume that's why you're doing this. And this guy is someone who I don't think probably can get many dates because he's deeply weird. Um, So these are not matches for me based on the reasons why they need or want a matchmaker.
1: Ah, my gosh. Well, hopefully that, I don't know. I wonder if that'll be taken into their consideration. Well, I I I told them to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then what's what's on the docket? So I'm waiting to be, she's waiting to hear back. She made a a new connection for somebody. I think he is a doctor as well, as a medical professional, um, who owns his own business. So waiting to hear back about that person. You know, I've got at least three more. And if this doesn't yield any, unless these next three dates are really like oh we're getting you know even if they don't work out but it's like oh we're like here we go we've hit a, a groove i will not be renewing like this this is not this last one the other two were forgivable because it was like oh we're sort of just like feeling our way out and oh this person it was a quirk but like like this one was so off the mark like so far off the mark that i really was thrown for a loop mm-hmm and and to try to give this woman the benefit of the doubt, my matchmaker benefit of the doubt, I was almost thinking, like, well, because it came from someone else, like, what is it that she saw? What is it? Like, was this matchmaker trying to offload somebody, you know, like?
1: I mean, you'll never know. You know, there could have been so many different scenarios where it was just like, hey, uh, I don't know. I've got a client who I don't know what to do with. Do you want right. to take a look or whatever? Maybe. it could have been. Th- Maybe, it could have been a number of things, but it sucks because it's your time and your money, and, um, I don't know. That it does sound like a super terrible, uncomfortable thing. But hey, we also knew going in that this was going to be a story time kind of eventful.
0: Oh, and all of these stories are going to be used somewhere, other than this podcast. Yes, no, it's, it's, it's a wealth of data, but yeah, uh, I was very... This one was like... The other ones, even though they didn't work out, they were like they were sort of like, oh, that's annoying, but okay. This one was like the fuck. This one was like a real like I I really had a sea change about this. So it's all really going to come down to this next one.
1: It's in high school and like, oh, you're gay. I know another gay. And it was it was almost that.
0: It wasn't even like, oh, you're gay. I know another gay. It's like, oh, you're gay. I know uh, another gay, and he has a weird uncle. Do you like uncles?
1: Oh, wow. Right.
0: Like, it was, it was, I know someone who's gay who has a strange uh, uncle who's just been released from. No, I, no. Uh, He was a nice man. I'm riffing now. He was a, he was very polite and nice. uh, But there was no way we were a match. There was no way. There was no way. No way in a million years.
1: Ah, ah okay well no. if i've ever felt like uh that matchmakers were a potential for me i don't think i would after that that's scary yeah strange
0: well i guess it's back to tinder for me so uh i'm going to take this break to look at my recent matches and we'll be right back with our guests Our guest today is an independent alternative artist, uh, and he was at his personal and artistic crossroads when he wrote his latest body of work, collectively known as Broken Stars, which comes out on March 25th. On his current single from the project, the elegant and ethereal It Comes as a Friend featuring Carrie Clayton, our next guest courageously confesses and confronts his struggles with anxiety. This single is already everywhere, so make sure you get it right now. Previously, our guest issued the 2018 EP Finally Back Home and three singles from that project. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jake Benjamin.
2: Jake! I did it, Ma. I made it.
0: <laughs> you made it onto this obscure podcast. Welcome.
2: You no, know, it's better. This. I mean, honestly, it's like I. Lo- I've never actually done one, so this is actually exciting. Oh, process. we're your first podcast. Now that's yeah. Right.
1: God, it's a cherry pop. I wish we had a soundboard. I don't know what, what a cherry pop is-
2: sounds like. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone would want to know. <laughs> Sorry, I went somewhere weird. It sounds wet. It's a wet sound. We don't
0: that. Um. So. It's funny because we've had that we have had in our early podcast days a guest who like has like their own podcast like Empire and does all these podcasts and and so then we are really like nervous like wait a minute what are you going to think about our Rinky Dink show but apparently we're pretty professional we've heard we've heard word that amongst the podcast networks we're 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 pretty
1: we're pretty we're pretty good so I mean I I've heard that too I don't know why we'll turn around horns a little bit but also. But, but, but it's like, I'm laughing just because I agree. I think we do run a tight ship and we, I, you know, I appreciate like the pre-talks and stuff are very, very, um, I don't know. Sometimes we get poignant and I, I like a lot of what we're doing, but in this batch of recording, I have just like, just, I don't know. I've been so goofy that I haven't felt that, but it's good to hear though. Thank you, Jack.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jake, we're normally in person like the two of us, um, but uh, JJ uh, unfortunately had a positive PCR test. He feels fine, but
2: uh, so he is isolated. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, yeah, it's such an uncertain thing, and it, you know, it's, eventually it's going to become, like, a flu, where, like, you'll probably have it, and you'll still be able to, like, do whatever you want, so, yeah, I think we're almost approaching that point. Um,
1: or we'll go back on the flu, maybe people with the flu have to, well, not for, like, 10 days, though, that's the thing that's kicking my ass right now, but... You know, no, it's I very don't... hard.
2: Like especially when you aren't feeling like these kinds of symptoms that you would have if you had this at, in 2020, for sure. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. So Jake, how did you spend quarantine? I assume there was a lot of artistic creation happening. Well, there. it's
2: yeah, that's like a good question. I actually was creating this record starting February 2020, and I had ju- I recorded eleven of the twelve songs um, and did all these overdubs. I spent oh, I spent time in brooklyn spent time in montclair new jersey spent time in chicago recording this record and yeah i was actually coming back i had a so far show in chicago and then i had another gig the next day and that was like kind of when the world just started to shut down Mm -hmm. so i came home and i immediately went they shut down the city that day i flew back from chicago and i went to new jersey uh to where my parents live with my sister the four of us just decided to quarantine together because you know i had nowhere else to go um and yeah, we, I was there for four months. I mean, what I did artistically, I mean, I wrote a lot, um, even though I already had this record done, or I had the songs on the record done. And yeah, it was just a lot of time of like soul searching, you know, I got a coding, I got my coding certificate and became a software engineer at that time. Oh, <laughs> so it was like funny. kind of working on like, an like, I was Being a coder while also (laughs) trying to figure out like, how is this record going to get done? I already spent so much money on it. Um, And then I was able to get back on it in September, you know, so it definitely like stopped my the process, like in its tracks for at least six months, um, for sure.
0: So you've joined us on our dating and relationship podcast to play a game of deal breakers. Uh, are you currently single? Are you currently uh, uh, dating and, and therefore testing these sort of deal breakers? Or are you already spoken for?
2: I am single. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's out in these streets. He's out in these streets. So that's a, I've been saying that a lot lately. JJ, do you remember where we got that from?
1: Oh man! Um, it nope, not it was on the, this podcast. Out in these streets—was it a freak in the sheets kind of moment? What was and it? Freddie
0: Cosmo says it all the time, and I oh.
1: like,.
0: He's like, "I'm out in these streets, honey. I'm out in these." I'm like, "I'm taking this."
2: I like. Oh, it.
1: there we out go. Out in the streets.
2: I mean, it's like cold right now, so I wouldn't really be <laughs> out in these streets. I would be in my apartment by myself.
0: Well, we just talked about on a different interview about how I'm very much like like this weather host only. Like I ain't going nowhere. I Ain't going nowhere.
2: Yeah. i think everybody i feel like everybody is like just host only like i was talking <laughs> to somebody on um on an app last night and he was just like i'm under a heating blanket i'm like oh good for you
1: Like, <laughs> invite me over.
2: i was like the moment he said that i was like this boy's not coming over and i'm not gonna go over there so that's like a done lost cause like it's not happening anymore for sure uh, a heating blanket i can't compete with that i can't <laughs> that sounds, I, yeah i mean also like i have a really i have a I, it's also funny, like, I compare it the same way I compare my shows sometimes, because there's always some, like, huge concert happening. Like, I think there's always some superstar coming on a day I have a gig always, so, like, how can I convince my 50 gay friends to show up to something that I, like, I'm
1: not, like, go to Harry Styles, like, I, like, I would go <laughs> to Harry
2: Styles over my gig sometimes.
1: Yeah, God. or God forbid you have a show that's on the same night as Drag Race or something, like, that is Oh my God, bad. yeah, that, <laughs> That's mm. hard. That's really hard. I yeah. think
2: I have to avoid Fridays for the next like 3 months because <laughs>
0: For the next three years, have you noticed how much Drag mo- Race there is? There's they change
1: lot. every week. They change rather what day of the week they come out, which is, right. I don't know, interesting. Well, like, Queens of the Universe, I think, was on Thursday, I
2: thought. I, I remember showing up to Flaming Saddles with a co-worker, and it was on. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was on. Still. But you
1: know what? Now that shit streams, maybe friends just don't have an excuse. Except because then there's spoilers everywhere. I get it. I mean, I think out of
2: all the shows, Drag Race is probably, like, you, a spoilers appear from drag race more than any other show like right. you, oh, like me. the like there was one I, season tw- the entirety of season 12 was like ruined for me because the, the elimination order just get like put on youtube and like sometimes you just you don't i think you can't help like, but I, click the video well it's for me like i want i hate not knowing i hate suspense yeah. so like it's just like if it appears like i have to click on it it's like a magnet i i hate oh. that i do that um, see,
0: I'll I'll avoid the internet Like if I didn't get to catch Drag Race That night, like I'll just I won't open Instagram until I've watched it So I'll, like, watch And like it
2: Wikipedia
1: op- updates it like live too So like it's just like you can't even like oh, But I yeah. do think that I've discovered Maybe it's through Drag Race But I also apply this to like the hit sitcom Or the hit like drama or whatever Like when White Lotus was like the thing I've discovered that spoilers I can just be like, oh I know But I'm gonna see how we got there And then that's kind of its own fun thing I don't if, know. I'm kind of like... If it's old, if it's like an old show, that's fine. Like, yeah. Oh. It's a like,
0: journey. I, yeah. I know how The Sopranos ends. I may still watch it someday, you know.
2: right I tried watching The Sopranos. I think my parents... Because my parents loved it. And it's obviously based in New Jersey, where I'm from. Right. So it was like... I think when it came out, at first it was Monumental. And then in quarantine, we we started re-watching it. And it oh. was... It's like, I don't know. I... I don't know what to think
1: of it i, I really we'll,
0: we'll, we'll save that for our sopranos uh recap podcast that we'll do next but we've got to get into these deal breakers so let's wrap it let's rapid fire these so the first one i could think of looking at my little list of potential deal breakers are um this man puts ketchup on everything especially like at a nice steakhouse or like at a nice restaurant like he's always asking if they have heinz ketchup on everything no matter how nice no matter the cuisine he always needs his ketchup is that a deal breaker? No, I love ketchup.
2: Oh my god! Oh, we're
0: into it. So like, you're out <laughs> at this, you're, you're out at you know this fancy steakhouse and they're bringing you this charbroiled to perfection filet mignon, and he's
2: like, "Do you have ketchup, please?" And even the waiter is like, "That is what has to fulfill him." Then sure, honestly, and honestly, I personally wouldn't do it because I. So uh, we celebrate we celebrate Passover obviously, and um, or as a Jewish guy, and we. My father, we had these like huge dinners when I was was a kid. I remember my dad cooked. My dad is an amazing cook and he makes like the most perfect brisket. And one time I was like (laughs) taking brisket and I went to the fridge to get a bottle of ketchup and he like scolded me. He was like, you are going to put ketchup on this brisket. And then I don't think ever again did I ever like put ketchup on fancy meat. But if (laughs) someone else, I wouldn't stop somebody else from putting ketchup on their food. All right. All right. JJ, what do you got?
1: Oh, okay. Uh for the next rapid fire. I'm sorry. I was still thinking about ketchup. Um <laughs> uh what if it's a partner who says their ex's name in their sleep a lot? Oh, deal breaker, no. Ooh, okay, that's rough. Ooh, so we because love if you're ketchup. self-consciously, like
2: subconsciously thinking of your ex, then like why am I here?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, is it like a the truth that hasn't come out yet? Like it's like what are you not talking about because it's in your subconscious, or is it just like, hmm, I don't know. That's it, right? That's it. I mean, I've been the rebound. I've been a rebound
2: many times, so like, oh um, man, so I can tell what's if I'm a rebound or not, and like that's kind of like my exit. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, bye, like. Mm. Until you like move on. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even do if this,
1: even if they claim like I can't help my dreams, I'm not even like, it's not even romantic. It's like they're making a sandwich or something, or like whatever. If they try to de romanticize what their dream is,
0: they just made great sandwiches. I just, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: just dreaming about, you know, something super specific. Well, it's like,
2: but what's wrong with my sandwiches? <laughs> no, I mean, usually, <laughs> usually dreaming of an ex never is about like something so um, simple like that. I mean, I don't know, honestly. Okay, I would still call it a deal breaker, but I would hear them out. Yeah, and
1: then you have to decide whether or not you trust
2: what they... But I probably wouldn't trust them, is the thing, and then I would dump them anyway.
0: Mm. (laughs) What if, okay, next one, this person is a fellow musician and you don't like their music?
2: I mean, that's like hard... uh. I don't know. I mean, I've like dated an opera singer before, and opera something is not something that I resonate with, like in my own voice. And I studied mm-hmm. opera for a year. Um,
0: what? About, okay, let me qualify it. There are there are an, a fellow artist, and you don't think they're talented. Not that you don't like their music, but you don't think they're very good.
2: Um. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. I don't no. know because I have like the belief that everyone should be able to express themselves and even if, like, it's not critically or commercially appealing. I mean, mm, I don't, I'm that's not a deal-breaker. I'm going to say it's not a deal-breaker and go with my heart on this one.
1: I like that. Yeah. I subscribe to that feeling as well, but the challenges that would come up are, like, you'd have to... Either they'd have to know that that's how you feel about it, or you have to play a charade for too long, which that wouldn't last. I mean,
2: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't like lie to them. I no. I. I wouldn't, I'm not that kind of person that would just like lie about something like that. Like if, you know, especially music that, you know, not to not to brag that I got like two degrees in it, but like, it's like from my sense and like what my ears can tell me, like I will speak from the heart every time. So I'm not going to just like say bullshit on- can I say bullshit here? You so can all of it. Okay, great. <laughs> we, we, we've talked
0: we've talked openly about uh, anal fissures. So, oh yeah, great, okay. Um,
2: well, I hope to not speak about that. <laughs> 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 but so, yeah. I mean, I would. It's not a deal breaker, but I would be very honest about it. So, if it's a deal breaker for them about my honesty, then then I, that so be it. But it's not a
1: deal breaker for me. So be it. All right. Okay. Um, Okay, what if they, oh, this is going to, you can let me know. I think I missed a little bit of the pre-talk, so let me know if I'm going to blue with this. But what if they only insist on using spit for lube? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, spit. They only
0: insist,
2: they, can, they, they will not oh, use lube. Only they, use they they their spit? Only. spit? Yes. Yeah, uh, I talk spit. No. N- no go. I can uh, can it Can happen? I, I don't know. I've never, I that's, I've never experienced that. So I, I'm sorry. I'm like such a, we, I'm such a weird gay. I feel like in this, in this scenario, a weird queer, but that rhymes better. That's why I said that. Um, <laughs> that's maybe your No, I don't You're
1: think it's queer. weird. It sounds like it's a, it's a different tactile experience and people do have preferences. And I mean, there's probably like a popular opinion, but go against the grain. What's, what do you think?
0: Well, you go too hard against the grain, you get anal fishing. If,
1: if it was oh. only
2: that, if it was only that, like, and not being open to the things that, like, I was brought, like, I explored, then I would probably say that's a deal breaker.
0: Yeah, I found that's only workable if the person is uncut, because
2: their sleeve works as their own. Like, see, I don't know that life because I'm Jewish.
1: So, <laughs> well, here's the well. That. I, yeah, well, I, sure. I, I, sure. okay. I haven't dated someone long enough to like, feel like I've had the long-term relationship, like that boundary or that line cross of like, okay, this is the routine or whatever. Absolutely. So I feel like within dating and kind of being available to other people or like the idea of an open relationship or whatever, it would be like, okay, so this is that routine for you perhaps, but at least I'm available to lube and there's other opportunities to use it maybe.
0: Mm. All right. Let's get away from the, the, well, Okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, so how about uh, every time you order wine at a restaurant, every single time, he talks to the waiter or waitress suggesting that the wine might be corked.
2: I think this is corked. The wine corked. might be corked?
0: Which is when wine snobs, of course, for anybody who doesn't know for subscribers, that's when wine snobs say that like, oh, like it's bad wine because it's been out too long or yada yada. Um but literally every time, so you know it's it's either wine snobbery or or like there's no way the wine and you you're you, the wine is fine. Like you're like this wine is fine. But he has to like engage with some some conversation with the waiter or waitress every time about like I, I don't know, I just think it's corked. Can I can I try another?
2: I've never heard of that before. And honestly, like uh... That's so weird. I mean, it's funny because I feel like wine, I feel like wine was something very prevalent growing up and like in my experience as an adult. Um, I don't know if he has to do that every time, and like, I, I I think that's a deal breaker. I just I I think, especially when it's like dinner and you order wine, like uh, I'm just like there for comp. I'm there for company. I'm not there to. I'm not there for you to like, cause a stir about like if a wine has been corked already. Um, I yeah, sorry. You know, just like enjoy, enjoy it. Just enjoy the night. And if you don't like it, just order something. Like you know, you have the option to order something else. You know,
0: something has to be pretty bad or pretty expensive and not good for me to like say anything.
2: That's fine. I think, but if it, if I think it's every time, especially on yeah. something that's not expensive, then I would. I probably wouldn't.
1: I went worked at a wine it wasn't a wine bar, but it was a restaurant that had its own wine. Like we made our own wine and Mm. um, I worked there for two years and it is a thing where people will announce that, you know, they like, I don't know. It's like, there's a, a pissing contest when it comes to like wine snobbery with like a table these people are kind of far and in between I feel like even when I worked at a place like that but it is so it was a, it got to the point where like my boss or my manager would be like let me taste the bottle let me like you know pour a sample or whatever and he's like no it's not actually go back and tell them it's not And like you'd have to like let them know the bottle's not corked and stuff and it's just so much fun.
0: Well, I think we've learned a lot from these deal breakers. We've learned that uh, you don't mind catch uh, up on the beef, lube on the meat, and you're going to tell people their music sucks. Uh, I love it. <laughs> if my, I love it that my mom might listen to this podcast. <laughs> 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 mom, we're very sorry. You've raised a, a wonderfully kind and nice Jewish man, and and we're we're the problem. We've
2: corrupted him. We're the problem.
0: Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jake, uh, where can people find you to check out your your new projects?
2: um they can check me out on uh my instagram jake benj music spelled j-a-k-e-b-e-n-j music awesome we will be right back after
0: this break to leave you with love and light or pick a fight <music>
1: All right. Now it's time for us to leave our listeners with some love and light or to pick a fight. And um, I am fighting today. It's probably a little obvious what I have to pick a bone with, but I'm picking a fight with my COVID diagnosis uh, because I was doing so good for two years or almost two years. And I like, I felt You know, the joke's been made already, but Neo and the Matrix dodging it every time that my friends got it, every time shit was going down. I lived in Crown Heights in central Brooklyn at like the scary parts of shutdown. And then I moved during shutdown, still didn't get it, uh, needed to touch people. So occasionally had sex and it felt dangerous and scary and never got it. And then, I don't know, things got chill. We all got vaccinated and I got it. Now I've got it.
0: So, JJ, you're taking the brave and controversial stance of being anti-COVID-19?
1: <laughs> yeah, in case it's not abundantly clear, I'm taking a really, really wow, uh, controversial stance. hot take that Watch COVID-19 19 is not don't, fun. It's don't check your mentions. <laughs> you got to get it's real, 20... s- real spicy. Listen, I need some spicy DMs. Send me, <laughs> send me, I'm bored in quarantine. Oh, I won't be by the time this airs. But either way. Ugh over
0: it <laughs> <laughs> well quarantine a million. we will uh i look forward to seeing you uh next next time we record uh so f- before i go to my love and light um just so you know subscribers you know we've had to f- uh, record this episode remotely we also recorded a lot of our interviews over the next several weeks remotely so you'll hear jj's audio be a little bit different for those but we are getting together as soon as he is released um to to record the rest of our episodes. So hopefully next week uh you will hear us in our, our normal audio glory. Uh I'm going to leave love and light to Florence Pugh and her performance in the Marvel universe particularly. Okay. So I'm not a huge Marvel head. Like, I definitely, like, make – I am I make my – I make it to, to eventually see all of them. Like, I will eventually see all of them, but I'm not, like – I don't have to be there opening weekend, and I don't have to, like, read all the lore and watch all the yada yada. And I wasn't even really checking into the TV shows at all. I was just watching the movies. So over Christmas break, I really did, like, a movie dump, and I watched Black Widow, of which she was the only good part of that movie. I hated that wow. movie. Wow. She was phenomenal, and I was like, oh, thank God, because they're clearly setting her up to take over ScarJo's place, like, clearly, and thank God, because she is a million times more charismatic than robot Scarlett Johansson. Um I, think she's a, I mean, she's great in other things, but as Black Widow, she is just wooden and boring. I don't find her interesting at all in those movies. But she, Florence Pugh, she's doing the Russian accent. She's quirky and weird and funny. It is, I laugh every scene she's in. She is delightful. Uh, uh, and spoiler, 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 spoiler for people who haven't seen, if you're not at the deal of Marvel, stop the episode here. Uh, she shows up in Hawkeye in the middle of the series. As, like, a twist. And my God, is she a delight. Uh, and she also looks like our good friend Maddie Small. And every time I see her on the screen, I think, like, that's Maddie. Oh, yay!
1: She does look like Maddie.
0: I was like Maddie so much. Uh, she is phenomenal. And I don't know her from other things. I know she was in Little Women. I know she was in Midsummer. So I've missed her. Like, I didn't... And Midsommar's not a movie I would watch because it would probably give me nightmares. But... Um, so she – this is my first, like, introduction to her, and I was like, oh, I like this. I like this a lot. It's almost – she almost gives me, like um, – in, in no way is, is her performance – in no way is she the same, but, like, in terms of tra- trajectory, like, I feel a Jennifer Lawrence from her. Ooh, nice. Like, I feel like she's on that path to, like, becoming, like, just, like, really respected, really respected, and then, like, superstardom.
1: Yeah, I don't know a lot of. Uh, I'm not a Marvelly person, so I haven't caught a lot of it. Is she also? And I wonder how many of these English actors are doing this. She's English, right, Florence Pugh?
0: Wouldn't know. Don't know anything about her personal
1: life. Don't know. Okay, so is her character with the, the a Russian accent? Russian accent. Okay, got it. I don't know anything about the story. Got it. Russian. Interesting.
0: She's a she's Black Widow's sister, who's like a Russian um, assassin. Okay, cool. And, and so she's kick ass, but she's also like quirky and eccentric
1: oh i wonder i don't know anything about accents either but i know she has um an i believe an english accent sorry if i'm wrong but she i've only seen her play americans and Midsummer, of course is where i got introduced to her like a lot of people incredible she's the lead of that movie and she is like you are with her from beginning to end essentially and the journey she goes on that she takes you on so viscerally like she is a powerhouse like she it was a masterclass.
0: I've already given Love and Light, but let me also just, while we're on the subject of Marvel, Sha- Shang-Chi was the other movie? Yes. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? Incredible. One of my favorite Marvel movies, and he can get it. He is mm. so hot. Amazing. Nice I don't know the actor's name. I got to look him up. It's the first thing I've ever seen him in. And Aquafina was hilarious. Uh, but he, yes, 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 yes. And the movie is really, really good. So I had gotten Marvel fatigue and sort of stopped. What, like, I hadn't seen a couple of the sequels, and I, I, I just sort of, like, phased out a bit. I'm back because there's some really good, good people. Florence being one of them, Shang-Chi being another. Very into it. Hi. Well, uh, I will, we will leave you to go uh, catch up on your Marvel and, and binge uh, while JJ finishes his quarantine. Um, you can also uh, make sure that you're subscribed to us wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you get a new episode every week. And while you're there, go ahead and click that like button, favorite, comment. Any amount of engagement, it helps uh, the podcast get distributed to more and more people so we can grow and grow and grow and grow, grow and grow um, You can also interact with us on Instagram at at dyingalonepodcast. You can find me at at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe.